get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Miles, okay. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy, he reminded me. Come on I, now, let's go. I thought that ball was over the wall. It wasn't. You don't think it was? No, that's a double wall there. He jumped over the um, scoreboard that's built into the wall. Everyone sent me that and said, oh, my God, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, he just jumped up and caught the ball off the fence. And they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I go, the ball wasn't over the fence. <laughs> but I was just kidding. That was a, it was a really nice play for Joan. I love Joan. I'm just, I'm just giving him grief. I love it. I, you know what? I saw him. I think one of the only times we've seen him was center field last night. And watching him cover ground like that, regardless of whether it was a home run or not, I thought it was a heck of a catch for a young guy who's certainly trying to cut his teeth in the league. Yeah, Jamie, you know, he's one of those guys. He reminds me of me a little bit, but bigger. He's one of those guys and you know from playing that, you know, maybe too big, maybe too slow, maybe too this, maybe too that, but he's always in the right place. And he's always, and all of a sudden, he's your team captain. You know, it's like one of those guys, he's just, he's a little bit smarter than everyone else. He can run smoother than everyone else. He's got a really good arm. And you're like, oh, he can play center field. And that's kind of what happened to me. Um, and that's the kind of player he is. And you're going to wake up one day and, like, he's the stud. So that doesn't surprise me he made that catch. And he definitely can play center field. Jim, we're, we're talking to Jim Edmonds, Cardinals broadcaster and Cardinals Hall of Famer here on 101 ESPN. What have you seen from him at the plate this season? Because obviously in terms of the numbers, it's not what you'd, you'd hope for, but he got off to that brutal start, and then I think things kind of avalanche from there. What have you seen from Dylan Carlson at the plate this season? Um, you know what I've noticed? I think he's still kind of um, not really sure of what's happening at the big league level as far as um, – pitching um, and guys stuff. It looks to me, and I don't know if this is, if this is sure, uh, for sure or not, but it looks to me as if he's still hitting like he's in the minor leagues where if you get a one, if you get a fastball first pitch as a ball, you're going to get another fastball. And if you get a fastball for a strike, you're going to get automatic breaking ball. And it's not like that in this league. You know, if guys try to throw you a fastball and it's a ball, they're not going to throw you another fastball for like a just here you go hit it, son. Um, they throw cutters and sliders and everything else, change-ups to get you out in front. And he's still looking to drill, uh, you know, a 1-0 fastball into the seats. And he, I don't think he's gotten a single 1-0 fastball all year. So when he starts to slow down a little bit and realize that this is a different game up here and you really have to just, you know, see the ball and think through it, you're not just going to be able to take big swings all the time, he'll be fine. He's got a great swing. He's a great kid. He does great in spring training, except for spring training is like that. Spring training is guys that are going out and getting their work done and just pumping your fastballs away and an occasional breaking ball and see you tomorrow. And so when he gets that down, um, and this is definitely going to be an eye-opening experience for him, but he's going to be fine. 
All right, so Jimmy, that leads me to my next question here. And because obviously going through the development in different sports, but with hockey, you got to get your time in the minors and then you get your reps in the big league, you get a cup of coffee, and then maybe you go back down a couple of times. But for a guy like Dylan Carlson, this season being unique to say the least, how do you bring him along development wise when there's no live pitching, there's no minor league games to send him down to? Now there's the satellite camp is done for the season. How do you get him to develop in these crazy times? Well, you sit down like the old days and you, you discuss every situation. Like you, when I came up in the big leagues and I had an at bat, I'd go sit down uh, on the bench and Rod Carew, one of the best hitters ever, would come over and say, okay, what happened? Okay, what happened? Okay, what happened? I'm like, uncle, like, leave me alone. What happened? What happened? What happened? You know, like, you know how it is. It's like it's a teaching tool. Every day is a teaching tool. Every pitch, every at-bat. And if you have that and have someone on your side like that, you'll learn. And you don't need all that other stuff. But you have to have it. You have to have someone in your corner that's willing to um, go out on a limb for you and discuss pitch by pitch and why and what and how, um, you know, to get through it. And like I said, that's something that I'm willing to do with him, and I've done a little bit with him. But it has to happen daily, and that's probably something that's not happening because when you are struggling and, like, you know, people are scared to come and talk to you, and that's probably what's going on with him right now. I, I still think he's going to be fine, but you're right. The learning curve is going to be a little bit different for him because of this year. Jim, is that where the good hitting coaches separate themselves from the average ones is being able to do stuff like that? I think it's I, – I, and, I, and this isn't a shot at Jeff, but I don't even think it's a hitting coach. I think it's any coach. I think it's any player. I think it's anyone who's willing to take the time. Sometimes a hitting coach can be wrapped up in all 25 guys and have, have trouble going, you know, from player to player, uh, even though that's their job over time. You know, you're trying to catch up with your studs. You're trying to catch up with your veterans. There's guys that are kind of stepping in front of you all the time, wanting their, you know, their time to hit and get ready and, um, you know, you're dealing with your carpenters and your goldsmith and all these guys that just demand so much time. So he might be getting lost in the shuffle, but that's just something that will, will make itself be, um, you know, people will be aware of it and they'll just have to learn. That's something like I was thinking about calling him and talking to him and, and doing stuff like that. But, you know, everyone learns at a different pace. So that'll be interesting to see what happens from that. Yeah, obviously right now, Jeff Albert probably couldn't – not enough hours in a day for him to go around to each and every guy. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this next, Jimmy, is he's got his hands full right now. The offense, look, it's no secret. It's not clicking. And, you know, I'm a dumb old hockey player, and I'm watching. I'm getting frustrated because I want the guys to win so bad. But you, a Cardinal Hall of Famer, what are you seeing that, in your opinion, is something that they could change to just help them even a little bit? Well, it's, it's everyone an individual. You know, Goldie's the only one that's really kind of locked in. Carp's been struggling, um, trying to find himself again. Uh, a lot of guys taking a lot of pitches, um, you know, and the guys that get hot get pitched around. Um, I see a lot, of t a lot of fastballs being taken in the zone, and I see a lot of drawn-out at-bats with guys in scoring position when you should just get the job done, um, you know, right away as soon as possible. And that's just my philosophy, like, as a hitter when I was hitting doesn't have anything to do me you know to do with me being in the organization um and it's just you know i know firsthand that you know they don't get a lot of time to hit they don't get a lot of time in the training room they don't get any time at all in the video room zero like i don't know how you can play this game without your supplies and without your you know normal everyday um 
the way you go about your business. Can you imagine, Jamie, if they said, okay, you can't go in the training room, you can't use the whirlpool, and you can't, you can only go in the weight room like um, every day, every other day for 10 minutes. Like, that's just not the way you play the game. And so this team a little bit struggles with that. We're talking with Jim Edmonds here on 101 ESPN. Jim, I was looking up the numbers earlier today. The Cardinals are seventh in the National League in on-base percentage. This is their best walk rate as a team in the last 20 years. And so it made me wonder kind of what you're saying. Is there an, a, a philosophical approach right now for them to continue taking pitches? And that's a fine approach in general. Like in a vacuum, I'm, I'm totally cool with having a great on-base percentage. Of course, every team would want that. The problem is when you don't get those hits that you were talking about with the runners in scoring position and you're not taking those at-bats the way that we would like to see them, then it kind of avalanches on you in that way. What what are you seeing from that respect of them taking so many pitches and how do you correct that in the middle of a season like this? Well, for uh, first of all, I think taking pitch, pitches and being patient is a great, great quality. Um, there's a bunch of different ways I can explain this, but so I think they're doing a great job of getting pitches to hit. Um, they're not hitting the pitches they should hit. But first of all, taking pitches and learning how to walk is a fine line too because now you're up there. Is he trying to walk me? Is he pitching around me? Is he doing this? And so you get a little defensive at times. So, A, that's a that can be an issue for players that don't really understand um, that part of the game. And then, B, um, that's great. They're getting on base. But then when they get into uh, a situation when they need to hit, they're taking pitches. And they're taking a lot of pitches. And everyone says, oh, we just need to get the big hit. It's not even the big hit. It's the sacrifice fly that they got the other night from um, a guy like Dylan Carlson, where he, I think it was him. He hit the ball down the right field line. Yes, it was. Ball, drove in a run, and then moved the runner from second to third. Don't need the big hit. They just need to score the guy from third with less than two outs. And they haven't been very good at it, I think, in the 40% area this year. And that's just not good, and it's unfortunate because these are just a great group of kids. They work their tail off. Their hitting coach works his butt off. It's just not clicking for them this year. And you know what? I think it was either last year or the year before they struggled with that same uh, scenario. So I don't know what and why that is happening. It's the same group of kids, and they're just not, um, you know, they just haven't got that part of the game together yet. Now, Jimmy, is it something that maybe these guys are just falling into the habit of doing? Because I know how that works. Like when starts, things start to spiral a little bit or they're not going great, you're a little more hesitant, and maybe this is why guys are looking at more pitches. Or is it a hitting philosophy for the team that in this season in particular, we're going to try and drive that pitch count up as, as high as we can and try and take advantage of this guy maybe later on? Yeah, I don't, I'm not in the dugout anymore, so I don't know. Um, last year I could have answered this question a lot better. But I'll give you a hockey analysis. I guess it would be like being on the power play or having a really good team and no one taking that shot, you know? Like your coach is screaming, just somebody shoot the puck and always looking for that perfect pass and that perfect open shot at the net. And you don't get it, so no one takes that shot. And so how do you score if you don't shoot? You can't get hits and you can't drive in runs if you don't swing the bat. I like it, Jimmy. I like that a lot. I'm bringing them both together. You know what I'm saying? I like, love that. I'm, done, I'm, I'm a school teacher by morning. I'm the chef right now at lunch. I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing some analysis for hockey and baseball right here, and then I got to go back and start school teaching again. So I'm I'm jack of all trades today. That's awesome. Jim Edmonds joining us here on 101 ESPN. Jim, I am curious, is is there a guy on the Cardinals right now that you're watching and you're saying he's getting close? Like he's the numbers might not be there right now, but if this team can hold on, they're getting close. Is there somebody that you're seeing that from right now? 
All of them. <laughs> All of them. Um, you know, I've, um, I stay close with Carpenter, and I thought he was just doing a few things wrong, and he found out um, what he was missing. And then with Bader, I've been talking to him a lot. Uh, a couple guys that went down to the minor leagues um, were getting, you know, right there. I just think everyone's on the edge right now, and I think, unfortunately, it's just a terrible time for you to be on the bubble as far as, as a player. And as far as getting to the playoffs, when you don't have access to everything you need and you can't hit and do the things that you normally would do to work things out. All right, Jimmy, I got to ask you, listening to you here, I've got so many things written down and I'm taking notes. And have you ever thought of pursuing coaching, like hitting coach, <laughs> managing? What I mean, have you ever thought about it? Because I listen to the broadcasts and it's always informative. You and I have talked personally before and it's always great stuff. I just wonder if you sit at home and you're like, you know what? I've had it giving out all this free information. I'd like to do this yeah. one day. Um, you know what? I don't know. I would be intimidated right now as trying to be a manager. I think that the first thing I would do is go find an ex-manager to be my best coach and, and surround myself with the best of the best. Like guys that I knew that knew what they were talking about and every one of them would have big league experience. And I would just be like, hey, every day, this is what we have. Somebody help. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be one of those guys who would ever think they know it all. Um, two, it's been really hard for me to try to be a coach with my kids, um, having them at all ages right now, especially my son being 14. He he wants me to be a coach <laughs> or try to be a coach because he wants me around the field all the time, but he also doesn't want to do homework, and you know how that is, right? You got oh, yeah. at home. She's probably doing super teaching right now. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then also the time away from home would be tough, but I love it, like, to be honest with you, I do work with some of these kids and I talk with them on the side, but through Mike Schilt and through Jeff Albert, I've always been respectful of what they're trying to do with the team. And I'm not trying to teach a different method. I'm just trying to help them be the best players of themselves. I still stay in touch with Harrison and a couple other guys. And just, they always ask me questions and I'm here for advice. Just like when I was playing, I'd call Ozzy Smith or I'd call this guy and see Andy Van Slyke and see this guy, you know, I'm always open for that kind of stuff. I just haven't hit the threshold yet where I think I would want to do the same uh, grind um, for the whole year. I wish that I could help out part-time, to be honest with you, I, uh, like I was doing. Um, but then now COVID has really kind of stricken that. So I haven't even been to the stadium this year. Well, Jimmy, I hope you get involved at some point because you got a lot of great stuff. And we appreciate listening to you uh, on Fox Sports Midwest. And I appreciate you jumping on today, buddy. It's been good to to talk to you and to talk baseball because I'm, you know, Cardinals' new number one fan here in town. So yeah. it's good to get some info from you. But uh, thanks a lot for taking some time. I, I hope we didn't take away from your teaching too much today. So <laughs> you can go back to the online yeah. teaching. Oh, I got it. It's just like school for me, right? You need a break. You like have to go to the bathroom. You got to go get some water. Like you got to sneak out of class. Whatever it takes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to talk to you. And uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, all my best to your family, Jimmy. All right. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Jim, I got to say really Take quickly, care. Danny. Uh, Danny Mac just texted me. He said, Dan "Tell him that Danny Mac says he needs to work on his ties." So that is a quick message <laughs> from Danny Mac for you. You're right. I had a tie. So I picked out a tie last night for work, and I'm not like this fashion guy so i like have a bunch of ties that you know i'm missing and matching but this tie was so soft that it just wouldn't hold its shape and so i was making such a big deal everyone was laughing at me it took me like five tries to get it where i wanted to and everyone's all about these ties now and he probably wouldn't want me to say this but it's all about the knot so he'll go in there with this little fat short tie <laughs> barely, covered, barely 
barely covers his chest. And then the tail is all the way down between his legs because we're always sitting down and you can't tell what we look like. So it's a little behind the scenes story. And, and then uh, you know how it is, Rip. You, you can go in the studio and have some shorts and flip-flops on like Bernie and still get away with it. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> so we have a lot of fun. I love Danny Mac to death. Um, he has been so great to me. Um, I can't even thank him enough. And I hope he's listening because uh, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. He, we always have fun. And uh, he's taught me so much, and he's covered my butt so much that I can't ever thank him enough. Well, the check's in the mail from Danny Mac. Jim, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You bet. That's Jim Edmonds joining us here on 101 ESPN.